Hello and welcome to this week's podcast brought to you by the BT Technical Services team. My name is Brian Ashenden and I have the pleasure of leading the team of experts that are available to answer any technical advice, strategy related queries you may have. This week I was fortunate to be a panellist at the Future of Advice Summit hosted by the Financial Services Council or the FSC, which contained a number of sessions that were focused on just that topic, the future of advice in Australia, and the release of a white paper from Rice Warner on the same. The white paper, which had been commissioned by the FSC, contained a comprehensive review of the current state of the advice industry in Australia, with a focus on what could be changed to make advice easier to deliver to more Australians. Rice Warner's paper contained several suggestions, which included all advice to be one of two categories, that's strategic advice or financial product advice, new definitions for financial advice, including general information and personal advice, which in turn is separated into simple personal advice, complex personal advice, and specialised advice. Principles to refocus the system being simplification, affordability, accessibility, consistency, and quality. Less documentation, for example, allowing a fact find and a record of advice for the provision of simple personal advice. Realistic and less costly levels of compliance and tax deductibility for financial advice. Now it's possible that you could say you've heard all of this before and perhaps at different times many of these elements have been raised as options. But the environment today is different. With the effects of the COVID-19 environment still around us, many Australians are concerned about their financial health and are looking for answers. And panellists at the summit talked about how there has been an increased demand for advice during the pandemic, with some people seeking advice for the first time. However, some barriers remain. One of these barriers, as has always been the case, is cost. Now, Rice Warner's research talked to the fact that many people it surveyed said they would not wish to pay more than $500 for advice. Yet, is it realistic for an advisor to provide advice for this price? And to me, this raises three fundamental issues to consider. First, how can the cost of advice be lowered? The consistent and obvious answer here is the use of technology. Now, this is not about robo-advice to replace the role of the advisor, but how can technology best be used to automate, streamline, or speed up some of the processes involved in the development of advice? Technology for the production of statements of advice has come a long way, and with it is the production of more consistent and hopefully compliant documents. And it has helped, but is there more that can be done? This leads straight to the second fundamental issue, How can the length or quantity of advice documentation be reduced? Now, there are two potential options here. Can the length of an SOA be reduced? Or could records of advice be used instead, or in certain situations? A Rice Warner suggests the possibility that a lot of common disclosures or disclaimers that appear in advice documentation could instead be housed in a central location, such as the Money Smart website, and reference made to those disclosures for all clients. After all, If they are matters that are consistent to all advice, irrespective of the provider, why include them in every single piece of advice? The use of a record of advice on a broader scale has been considered and available during the COVID-19 times as a result of relief provided by ASIC. But many licensees and advisors have said that whilst this relief is positive and well-intentioned, they have not been able to take advantage of this in their advice processes. The limited nature of the relief and the requirement for the advice to be priced at no more than $300 made it largely unworkable.
but it is a positive sign of the regulator noting that advice could be provided in a more streamlined document in certain circumstances. Further, ASIC have also confirmed that in the near future, they will be releasing a consultation paper focused on getting an understanding of what are the barriers advisors and licensees currently face in trying to provide scoped advice. And finally, and perhaps most importantly, there needs to be a focus on value. This is not about advisors valuing their advice, but more about clients seeing the value in the advice. Existing clients don't have an issue with this as they have experienced the benefits of great advice. Rather, it's Australians who have not yet received advice that need to understand the value that advice provides. And importantly, understand that value is not just represented by a dollar figure. The value of advice is also about a client being on track, feeling comfortable, understanding where they're at, and knowing help is at hand when required. Now, this is perhaps one of the greatest challenges advice faces, demonstrating the non-financial benefits that great advice can provide. We need more good news stories, which can only help with rebuilding trust in the valued service of receiving quality professional advice. Perhaps this is something we will see picked up by the FSC as it develops its response on that future of advice in Australia. Now remember, for any technical advice strategy considerations, you can call our BT Technical Services team on 1800 655 901 or send the team an email at technical at And our next fortnightly BT Academy technical webinar on Wednesday the 4th of November 2020 will feature a guest presenter, Benjamin Martin from BT Life, who will focus on uncovering the wealth needs of high net worth individuals. And no doubt there will be a lot of insights that can be applied to all clients from this session. If you haven't yet registered for this webinar, head to bt.com.au forward slash professional now. Until next week, bye for now.